Hey everyone, health insurance is confusing. And with renewal season here, we all have questions. So today I'm getting answers from Emily Trevino, the managing partner at Wise Insurance. From employer offered health insurance to the marketplace and even Medicare and Medicaid, we're talking about it all. And she's even gonna give us a free tool that we should all be taking advantage of. It's Monday, November 13th, 2023. I'm Rahil Ramzanali, and here's what Houston's talking about. Emily, welcome into CityCast Houston. How are you? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. I know our listeners are excited for this one because there are so many questions that we have about health insurance and the marketplace and this and that. But before we get started, and I think I'm already doing this with you, but during renewal season, are people just constantly hitting you up and picking your brain about health insurance plans? Yes. A lot of the reason why is because there is so many options and they have no idea what's a gold, a bronze, silver, you know, all these different insurance companies, things like that. So we are getting loads of calls. And unfortunately, the government only gives us like a small window of time to get everybody into a plan. So that was poor planning on their part, but we've managed to keep everybody at bay. (laughs) No, for sure. So I appreciate you taking time out during such a busy stretch. So I'm going to jump right into it. And let's go with the category of people who are getting health insurance through their employers, right? That's a big majority of people. So what are some things that, you know, we should be looking out for when listeners who might be getting into this with a health insurance plan through employers, any anything to watch out for, deductibles, copay? I know it's kind of open-ended, yes. but tell me. Well, here's the thing. When you have employer coverage, you have access to a whole different network of doctors. And that's really what it comes down to is who you can access as far as doctors, hospitals, specialists. And then the second component of that is going to be your benefits. So understanding a copay, that's what you pay when you go see a doctor. Or you'll have a coinsurance, which is like a percentage that you have to pay after you meet your deductible. So when you're comparing your options, when you're on an employer group plan, most employers try to give you two or three options. Maybe they give you some more depending on the size of the employer. So you definitely want to look at, you know, who, what kind of doctors you go see. I see a lot of people, they're like, oh, I just got to be on a PPO. And you're like, why? And I go, I don't know. That's just what everyone's doing. So I really want people to be educated and and looking at it, because sometimes you're getting into an insurance plan that's really expensive when you could maybe look at things that are a higher deductible plan or something like that. So what is a PPO, right? I'll stop you right there. Those yeah. letters right there. I know what kind of what it is, but tell me more. Okay, so I'll start actually at the very beginning with HMO. So an HMO is where you have a network of doctors, specialists, and hospitals that you have to stay in. Okay, so if you go outside of that network, you don't have insurance coverage. And most people are like, oh, that's really scary. Well, I'm here to tell you that in Houston, we have loads of doctors taking HMO plans. So that's not really a big disruption in the market. However, there are PPO options offered on employer-only plans, and we'll get into that in a minute. But PPO is where you can have in-network, where you go into... Uh, a network of doctor specialists and hospitals, and maybe you have a copay or a lower out-of-pocket cost. But if you want to go to somebody who does not take that plan, you have that option. You're just going to be paying a higher copay or cost uh, co-insurance when you go out to see them. 
Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. Now, with the different plans that are out there, right? Usually they offer, as you mentioned, different tiers, right? One might be a little bit more affordable. One might be a higher copay or it might be higher deductibles, all that stuff, right? The one that is confusing to me, and I've used this one before, being a healthy person, I was like, I really don't want to spend too much. So let me look into a health savings account. What is that? So health savings accounts are great options. It's where you can put money into an account that'll accumulate so that you can use it for health services. You can use them for co-pays, uh, co co-insurance, deductibles, things like that. And HSAs are available for people on employer plans. That's where we most commonly see it. And they're starting to creep into the individual side as well. But on the employer side, it's usually you're going to see, actually on both sides, you're going to see that paired with a really high deductible plan, right? Because let me just tell you a little secret about insurance. The higher your deductible, the lower your monthly con premium, right? Premium is what you pay every month, right? And that's why a lot of people get on those plans because it's cheaper per se. And then they'll use the HSA to kind of put a little cash on the side so that when they actually have something happen that they need to access you know, those funds, they can do so. Are those funds, when they are deducted, are they still taken out of your paycheck and not taxed, right? Is that correct? Yes. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, because I did that one year because I knew I had to get a procedure done. So I was like, you know what mm -hmm. I'm doing this year? I'm just going to max out my HSA, get a little tax yeah. break, and then I still have money in that account. Right, but you have to be careful with it because you want to make sure that you understand the rules behind each HSA mm. or anything that is similar. Like some people have FSAs, HSAs all the A's, just understand your benefits. Just take a minute. And if you are offered employer insurance, they have somebody that you can call. I'm not talking about your little HR person. I'm talking about they have a broker you can call that you can ask these questions to. It is your responsibility to understand your benefits. Yeah. And I think that's where people kind of get mixed up a little bit. I love that. Okay, you've been doing this for such a long time and you know yeah. so much. So give me one last trick or a tip for our listeners who are looking at getting health insurance through an employer. So through an employer, you need to review all your, all your benefits. So understand the pricing, the monthly premium, the other great thing is a lot of people don't know this, but on the Obamacare or ACA, it used to be that if you were offered employer insurance, you couldn't qualify for help to get your premium credit or, or tax credit to help pay for your premiums. But insurance for dependents, spouses, and children is gone skyrocketed over the years and now those people may qualify for a subsidy so don't think that that's your only option don't think mm -hmm. like okay i can either do an employer option or go with no insurance don't do that definitely find a local agent give us a call so we can help help you understand like you said those different scenarios so you're not like caught off guard because here's the deal if you're not going to enroll during your employer's period and you decide to come off of that plan this is the time to enroll for normal health insurance, your individual and family plan. So you have to make sure you stay on, on target with your timelines. So there is a tax break, right? I've heard about that where if you have a dependent and they are part of your insurance plan, they can also go to the marketplace or the Obamacare and you could qualify for a tax break. Yeah, it's a tax credit. So 
Yes, it, it's known as the family glitch. And what was happening is when, when you are trying to qualify for a premium credit with the federal government to join a marketplace plan, um, one of the questions was, are you offered employer insurance? And the answer was yes. They want to see they want to see the affordability of it. Like, is this affordable for you? And there's a nice little percentage to calculate it. The problem is it was only going based off the employee-only premium. Well, the employee's premium, half of it, at least half of it's being paid for by the employer. But the employer doesn't have to contribute anything towards the dependents. So they made a quick change in the legislation to allow those folks to start qualifying for those tax credits. Hmm, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> now, that now you got makes, that word in my head. <laughs> yeah, tax credits. And always credit. speak to uh, your local tax person or your CPA, of course, when you're dealing with this, or your local yes. agent, and you can help with that. So I want to put right. that disclaimer in there as well. Now, you brought up the marketplace, okay? Mm -hmm. As if health insurance wasn't confusing enough, let's go to the marketplace and talk about the listeners who are going to be buying through the health insurance marketplace because they need to enroll by December 15th, correct? They have to enroll by December 15th to start on January 1st, but you okay. actually have until January 15th, but I don't want you to wait because I don't want you to be without coverage. Yeah. Um, but the marketplace is just a place for people to shop for a health plan. You can apply for a tax credit there as well. The problem that I've seen is when people go and do it themselves, they're making mistakes on their household income, what's calculated, household taxes. They're forgetting to submit the appropriate documents. They don't even know what documents. Mm. Again, lean heavily on supporting your small businesses in your community, your local agents to really help navigate that for you. Also, we have consumers who are going on and they just pick the cheapest plan ever. They don't know how it works. They don't know what the networks look like, things like that. So we have some really great products offered in our market. So if you're going to go on this adventure alone, make sure that you go onto the marketplace, you can search your different options, but also take a look at their network, take a look at their farm, uh, formularies, which is where your prescriptions are, and also take a look at your benefits just to really understand. Don't just go chase down this, the lowest premium plan. And then that's where people get caught up. And that's where they're like scared about getting a bill in the mail because they don't understand their benefits. Again, another reason why you should work with a local yeah. agent. Yeah, so Obviously, huge. I'm biased. <laughs> yeah, no, and you should be because it does help kind of calm that fear of what am I supposed to do? And when you're talking about the network, right? In network, out of network, let's just go through a hypothetical scenario, right? I'll use me, for example. So if I go to my primary care and I have the lowest plan, right? And it's in my network, I go there, boom, and they go, whoa, we actually just found something wrong with your heart. And we recommend you to this doctor who is not in our network. That's where I'm gonna be owing a lot of money, right? Because everything's out of pocket at that point or what? Right. But the thing is, is you're pro you have access. So on all the health insurance plans offered in the marketplace, they all have a portal that you can log into. You can search doctors. So if they say, mm -hmm. hey, you need to go see a cardiologist, you can find one in network. It's actually by law, they have to fulfill what's called network adequacy, meaning they have to have an adequate network for you to access. So they can't just have primary care doctors and no cardiologists. You know what I mean? Ah, so okay. they have to meet certain criteria. Now, maybe you can't go to that specific one, but you know, you can access the specialties that you need to. And if you cannot, like, let's say you have a rare 
physician that you have to go see, a lot of them aren't going to be in networks and they do a single case agreement. So there's different ways around that. You bring up local agents, and I don't know if you can answer this for other you know, people or not, but roughly how much would listeners have to pay to work with a local agent to find the right type of coverage? They don't have to pay anything. Mm. So local agents are licensed by their state. Um, in addition to that, if they want to sell a marketplace plan, they actually have to do a, an additional certification so that they understand how to fill out the application to qualify for a tax credit so that they understand, you know, the different HMO, PPO, mm. all of that stuff. So they do an additional certification and then they get appointed with the carriers. Now, somebody like us, we represent all of the carriers that are available in, in Texas, for example, right? We are in 34 states, but specifically Texas, right? And there's a lot to it. And so we get paid, we're compensated by the insurance companies. Most of them pay on the ACA side or the marketplace or Obamacare, we all call it different things. Um, they pretty much pay almost the same, all of them. Okay. So it doesn't matter if you want to be in Blue Cross Blue Advantage or if you want to be in Aetna CVS. Like it doesn't matter to me, they pay the same. But I want to make sure that we look at your doctors, that we look at your prescriptions and we talk about your benefits. Like it's important. You may not remember your benefits come July of next year, but we have a customer service team that will help you navigate that. Or if you're like, hey, I'm going to have a knee surgery, does this look right? And you just want to run it by your insurance agent? That is what we're here to do. That is the additional service. Not all agents do that, but most of them do. Wow. So it's a free service and everyone yeah. needs to be taking full advantage of this. This is awesome. All right. Yeah, let's go to our next branch of listeners, okay? Our Individuals who are a little bit older who are now looking at Medicare and Medicaid. First of all, what's the difference between the two? Okay, so Medicare and Medicaid are very different. You don't necessarily have to have both or will have both. So Medicaid is a state-funded program. This is going to be for low-income earners. Um, I want to say it's 1200 and something a month for an individual or less will qualify for some level of Medicaid. Medicaid will pick up and pay for, um, or can, depending on the level, for your Part B premiums, which is part of your Medicare. Mm. And they will sometimes pick up and pay, depending on your level, um, any co-pays, deductibles, any cost share that would be out of pocket. So obviously the the lowest of the incomes, they're gonna qualify for more of those funding. So, okay, and then gotcha. Medicare, Medicare is federal. We all pay into Medicare or we're supposed to. And there's basically three parts to it. You have part A for hospitalization. Part B is where you pay a monthly premium. And then part D is your prescription drug coverage. And that's like a whole, we could do a whole nother podcast on mm. that, to be honest with you. But we are in the open enrollment season for Medicare as well. So it is runs from October 15th through December 7th. Now, this is the reason why they have that is because Medicare by itself can be very expensive. So people look at either they have one of two options that they can look at if they're not on Medicaid, um, they can get on a Medicare Advantage plan and they or they can get on a Medicare supplement plan with a prescription drug plan built in or built with it. Um, now, people on Medicaid can also get on a Medicare Advantage plan as well. 
And there's so many different plans, so many different benefits that cover beyond what Medicare offers. Some have utility reimbursement, food cards, dental, vision, like all kinds of stuff. And again, going back to our previous conversation, the big things to look at there is your prescriptions. Are they covered? And the networks, because there are HMOs and PPOs as well on the Medicare Advantage side. So people have some time between now and December 7th to choose a plan to start January 1st. So Medicare patients don't have to buy anything on the marketplace, right? Like Medicare is its own no. insurance marketplace almost where they're, they're going to get all that taken care of. Yes. And so okay. again, we're, we're a broker that represents, I have to say most plans because that's the law, <laughs> but we represent a lot of plans in Texas as well. And again, there's local agents, you know, there, these, the, the Medicare market is being bombarded by foreign call centers, all these call centers, just, you know, trying to push one plan. They don't know what a our local grocery chains are. They don't know all that stuff. So we're seeing a lot of movement and a lot of seniors are not wanting to really answer their phone because they're getting switched to plans they don't want to be on. Mm. So again, find a local agent that will review all those things for you. And that way throughout the year, we also help them access their benefits. So we'll do an outbound call and say, Hey, Raheel, you know, have you been to the dentist? You do have a dental benefit. Let me find a dentist near you. You know, something so simple like that, just oh, to make awesome. sure they're utilizing the benefits. Yeah. Yeah. I know our, a lot of our listeners do have older parents now. So mm -hmm. if they are eligible for this, hit up Emily or hit up your local agent, because that is incredible. I didn't know this resource was out there. So yeah. that's awesome to learn. And here's the other thing to your heel. So you met me through um, our organization called NABIT. And that is where a lot of health insurance agents, both employer, individual marketplace, um, and even Medicare agents, we, we kind of come together. And that organization is really, that's what's going to the legislators and really trying to push for things to happen and advocate for our consumers. So there's a lot of little nuances that we don't have time for on today to go over, but there's things that we're trying to fight for and let our senators and our congressmen know, hey, these are impacting Americans. These are things that need to be considered. Mm. And we are making little strides. So that organization that you reached out to me for with NABIP, it is a phenomenal organization and what they're trying to do and accomplish. And that's why insurance like myself or insurance agents like myself, that's why we're working with them because we want to, we want to advocate for our communities that, that we're involved in. We're pretty important yeah. as far as helping you go, go to bed at night. And that's scared awesome of insurance. to hear. That's awesome <laughs> to hear. A couple more questions before I let you go yeah. with Medicare, Medicaid, um, those individuals that are looking for those plans, having been, you know, in that market, looking at what they've been going through, what issues do they commonly run into? Or give me a trick, a tip that they should watch out for. So I mean, one thing they really have to watch out for is protecting their Medicare card and their number. You shouldn't be giving that out to anybody. There's a lot of ads, their mailboxes are full, their voicemails are full. People are just constantly selling to them. I would be mindful about not clicking on ads that you're not genuinely interested. There's a lot of clickbait um, kind of triggering them. And then they're just getting bombarded in phone calls, you know? So I think the most important thing is again, find an agent, but also um, we're seeing a lot of network changes and things like that. So for example, like in Houston, Memorial Herman has dropped a Humana plan, for example, um, for Medicare advantage, not, 
anything else. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of consumers aren't going to know that till January when the enrollment season's over um, because they're not really paying attention to everything in the mail because their mailbox is overloaded. Yeah. So just on making sure that every year your doctors, specialists, your prescriptions, everything is what you believe it should be moving into the next year. That's the most important tip. All right, perfect. Last question. This is the one that I really was excited to talk to you about personally, because I always elect out of it. Dental and vision. Is it worth it? Yes, it is. Because here's the deal. It used to be you could just get dental insurance and everything was covered. It's not like that anymore. So like by the time you need something done, like where it's painful, and you're like, I got to go to the dentist, I got to get dental insurance. Your dental insurance isn't going to cover that anymore. They have a, a wait. Most dental insurance companies have a waiting period. And so I do think it's worth getting. Um, you never know when you're going to have a, you know, a root canal or something big go on. Otherwise, you're going to have to pay cash. And dental work is not cheap mm -hmm. at all. So I do think it's worth it. There's also other products out there to kind of help you know, soften the blow on some of these health insurance deductibles and things like that. Your insurance agent is well-versed in all of them or they should be, or that should be a red flag, right? Mm. So like for us, when we sit down, like if I were to sit with you, Raheel, I would go over your medical, I would find you your health plan. I would recommend a dental plan um, and a vision plan if needed. You can get a dental plan by itself. Um, and, and I would go over the things because my whole job is to mitigate your financial risk on this. So if it makes sense to pay a, a premium every month versus a big bill at the end of it, sometimes there's a cost savings in that. But hey, guess what? Insurance doesn't make you money. It just protects you. I love that. On that you know? note, thank you so much, Emily. That was so insightful. And I think everyone's going to leave a little bit more relaxed when yeah. it comes to health insurance. So I appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Right here. That was Emily Trevino. You can learn more about her services with the link in our show notes. Before we go, as you're planning out your holidays with family arriving to H-Town, be sure to go back and listen to old episodes of things to do, places to eat, and other fun Houston-related activities. That will do it for today. Thank you for listening, and I hope you learned something new. I'll stop you right there. What is a PPO, right? Like you just threw those numbers or the letters. You just threw those numbers. I'm saying numbers.